right out of the gate. In Greek mythology, Megara was a princess. Was a princess. So I just find it very interesting that Disney was like, nah, we're not going to make her a princess in the movie. I mean, technically she is because she marries like Hercules, who's like the son of Zeus, and he's like the king of the gods in the movie. Yeah. So like you can get around it, but it's just interesting that they had like an opportunity to make someone a princess and they didn't. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Welcome back to Spillin' Diz Tea. I'm Sakura. And I'm Brayden. And today we're talking about unsung, unsung heroines. heroines. The the women that are doing a lot of work, but not really getting any credit. Yeah. We're back with the princesses. Yeah. You know, it's been a minute since our last princess episode. But I feel like the last one was, you know, pretty well received. Mm-hmm. People just love their princesses. Of course. They're classics. Yeah. Yeah. Us included. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think any of us were, like, hesitant to do this episode. We're no. Like, yeah, let's do it. No. And within that episode, it was so long, but there were still so many that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. So we're like, let's give these leading ladies that really don't get that much airtime their whole own episode. Yeah. If this is your first time listening, welcome to Spillin' Dis Tea. This is the podcast where we sip and spill on all things Disney. Grab yourself a cup of tea and get ready to dive in with us into the world of Disney. Okay. So this week is actually kind of a bit of a heavy week um, because unfortunately we, the whole world lost Chadwick Boseman as he lost his fight with cancer. Mm-hmm. He had colon cancer. And I think what's so crazy about it is that he had colon cancer and was fighting this fight for so long, like for years while he did Black Panther and while he did uh, Avengers and everything like, you know, and no one had any idea. He was just, it was just so strong. And then honestly, just like to see that he was just, you know, taken away so quickly, so unexpectedly, like it shocked everyone. Like, that's the last thing that you were expecting to happen. You know, he posed as a symbol of, of hope and strength and greatness and all these things. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, so easily taken away. Yeah, I think it was just so abrupt because no one knew that he was dealing with this. And, you know, he chose to keep it private. And it just, it, it you know, that's the last thing that you would expect. And it just shocked everyone. And I think what's really, I don't want to say inspiring because it's it's obviously like a really dire and a really sad situation. Um, but it's really inspiring to see how many people, like celebrities, actors, colleagues have reached out and paid their respects to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Um, and it's really just a test to his character. Um, what got me is seeing all the pictures of him dealing with cancer patients. Yeah. Um, because he did that so much. And we didn't know what he was going through, but now we do. Um, and it's just, it's crazy. Like, he was such an amazing man, amazing actor. And this character of T'Challa has just become such a huge... It's an icon Yeah, at this he's point. an icon. Instantly. And it's really sad that it was so short-lived. Because yeah. really, we just got one full movie with him. Um, but I think definitely that's also a testament to just how 
how much of an impact Black Panther has had. And I definitely think Black Panther 2, now more than ever, is going to be... Like, Black Panther was already such a huge event for so yeah. many people. Black Panther 2 is going to be, I think, even more so. Yeah. And I was talking with my mom a little bit about, you know, what direction they might take for Black Panther 2. And, you know, it's like, what do you think they're going to do with the movie? Like, she was she was saying, like, oh, do you think they're going to recast him? I'm like, there's no way that they could recast him. Like, that's that's just disrespectful, honestly yeah. speaking. They they honestly might... Well, what I think they might do is they might actually have him die in the movie as well. And then they might shift the focus to Shuri. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Because there's a precedent in the comics that Shuri takes on the mantle at one point. And I don't really know what the storyline is, like how that happens. But I think that's the best way to go about it. If they recast... Not only will I be upset, I think the entire world will be upset. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's, like you said, that's very, like, just, it's disrespectful. And why are you going to try to recreate what he did? Like, exactly. You, can't, you know? Yeah, there's no way. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really sad. But I think definitely, I rewatched Black Panther, actually, mm-hmm. um, with our roommate, Natalie, a couple nights ago. Yeah, so did I about a week ago. It's just... Yeah, it's so good. And it, it hurt this time watching it, especially seeing all the scenes where his character was assumed dead and, and kind of knowing that I'm going to have to rewatch yeah. something similar to that in the near future. But definitely, like, one of Marvel's... I think Marvel's best movie, honestly. Oh, yeah. And definitely. and one of the best films released in the last decade. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It was such a cultural movement when it came out. Everything, like, even even the soundtrack... Mm-hmm. Was was a cultural movement. They had so many different uh, black artists come on to that and really embody the strength in not only just Black Panther himself, but in Africa mm-hmm. and what 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 he can do, what Wakanda can provide, and just overall him being the symbol for that and just seeing you know, the trials and tribulations of what he had to go through to even be Black Panther. Just overall, just how he stands yeah. is just so inspiring and so powerful. And it's just something that we've never seen before. And he truly changed the world with that. One thing that I really, I, I had been wanting this for a long time, and now I really hope they do it, is I really want them to build a Wakanda in Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. um, or anywhere. I just feel like Animal Kingdom would probably fit best. I'm still so mad that they did Pandora, the world of Avatar. No tea to anyone that likes Avatar, but it was kind of irrelevant in 2018 when they built it, 2017. Um, I would love a Wakanda. I think that would just be amazing. And I think so many people would love that, just putting it out into the universe. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, going to wipe away the tears real quickly. Um, But what does Disney have going on this week that we can kind of dive into to shift into a lighter topic well sakura um have you heard of the polynesian village resort in disney world i have not brayden oh it was one of it's uh <laughs> it's on bay lakes so that's like the lake that you know with magic kingdom the lake where the monorail goes around it's like the main that's like where all like the bougiest hotels essentially are okay for the most part okay um it's one of the hotels around there super popular 
obviously Polynesian-inspired. It's been around, I think, since the opening of the resort. Correct me if I'm wrong. But they have officially announced that they will be doing a refurb. Um, It's not open yet because of uh, the pandemic, and it's been pushed to a 2021 summer open, so that's a whole year from now. Um, But they're doing a whole refurb themed to Moana, which I'm pretty stoked for. Um, There's not really word on if it's going to be like a very loud refurb, like if it's going to be a loud theme. Yeah. um, Or if it's just going to be subtle. But what we do know is they are um, shifting to a more like oceanic color palette. So like kind of like the the blues and the turquoise and greens of Moana. Um, And they're using a lot of that, you know, like the, the pattern design. Um, from Moana. Yeah. You see on all the artwork and stuff, they're using that um, in a lot of it. Wow. So I don't know if they're going to, you know, do some more stuff with that. Um, but it's pretty cool to see. Between that and Epcot, it's good to see Moana finally get like a, like a like presence. thing. Yeah. I know. I love seeing Moana and just other princesses getting recognition, yeah. getting clout that is well-deserved. And wow, to have a whole village rethemed after her. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Yeah. That's awesome. We got Princess And so Mufra, fitting. And that's so this. perfect. Like they like that's an example of Disney seizing an opportunity that was just right in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's something like I think a lot of people are even speculating that like when they announced Moana because it just makes sense. Yeah. Like to incorporate Moana into all of their like I think there's rumors of them incorporating her into the Enchanted Tiki Room and stuff like that. Anyway, we'll see. But yeah. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. And what else? Mulan comes out. Mulan comes out this, this Friday. That's so exciting. We've been raving and ranting about the Mulan release for months now. Yeah. So finally, you guys got to get ready. We're gonna have a Mulan episode, a Mulan review coming out because we've just been waiting for it. Yeah. Like we're so excited that we're having a release party at our house. Yeah. We're literally gonna like have it projected in our backyard. Yeah. So excited. Yeah, I know. That's ready, like the closest ready, ready. thing we can get to like a movie experience. Exactly. Get some exactly. popcorn. Get some popcorn. Get the loudspeakers going. And like, I'm reluctant to say this because, you know, who knows what the movie's going to be like when this comes out. But I have heard very good reviews from it. Yeah. So. I have high expectations. I'm holding it to a high expectation. With The Lion King, I also had a high expectation. I, I really effed up in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> But I think with Mulan, it's safe yeah. to have high expectations because I just they're they're changing a lot, and I like seeing something new. I like seeing something repurposed. You know, like the original Mulan has its impact. I want to see what you're gonna do with this new one. You know, yeah. So it's gonna be really cool. And it has something new to it. It's exactly. More, there's creativity put into it, unlike yeah. Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> all the tea and all the shade. I'm like Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> And then finally, we got some new Raya info. Oh my god. So we got a better look at her animation style. Of course, classic Disney, what they've been doing. Um, But it just, it looks so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Just the overall aesthetic, the rainforest, the color palette. It's going to be a really pretty movie. Yeah, lots of like greens and reads and purples and... Some oranges. Yeah. And then she's looks got great. like a castle up on the top of this donut hill. Yeah, it literally <laughs> looks like a donut. 
I just wonder like how like that looks like a lot to get up there because it looks like a like a 90 degree incline and then some that's not even 90 that's like going in yeah past 90 it just seems like a lot like it's a lot of steps yeah to get up to the castle so I guess the heartlands is like their clan so I don't know if this is the heartlands or if mm. this is like the capital of Kumandra, which is the entire kingdom. Yeah. Some. Oh, that's interesting then. If yeah. you're thinking about it from that perspective. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll we won't see. see like the capital. You know, maybe maybe it's not about the capital. Maybe there <laughs> isn't a capital. I don't know. <laughs> oh, this is my prediction. Probably okay. the dragons like ruled or whatever, and then there's no dragons, right? So they're doing their own thing. But then when the <laughs> dragon comes back, like Sisu's gonna become like the dragon queen or something. <laughs> Okay, all right. We'll put a pin in that. Yeah. We'll revisit this episode when Raya comes out. Oh, God. (laughs) Also, big news. New recasting for Raya. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Yeah, so Cassie Steele was... She was given the boot. Given the boot. And now Kelly Marie Tran has taken over her voice. That's, That's interesting for... Disney to just... If I'm honest... they did a lot of, like, release with, you know, Cassie Steele, Cassie Steele. She was, like, the first... She was at D23. Yeah. Like, she interviewed and everything. Yeah. And then, you know, that's kind of, like, what's going on on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think... Well, Disney really hasn't recasted a princess since Brave, I think. Because I know Reese Witherspoon was on to voice Merida, which would have been really weird. <laughs> Imagine. Um, yeah, I'm really curious what happened. Like, I wonder if, like... It was mutual, if it was her, if Disney was just like, yeah, no, this isn't working. To be honest, though, when I, when they announced Raya in The Last Dragon and they said Cassie Steele was playing Raya, I had no idea who Cassie Steele was. Um, I never watched Degrassi, so I didn't know who she was. I Googled her and I saw like her, you know, resume. I wasn't that into it. Like, I was like, you know, I'm sure Disney knows and she'll do a good job. But like when they announced Kelly Marie Tran, I was stoked. Okay, so I think I know what it is. So first of all, I just learned that me and Cassie still have the same birthday. Hey, girl. Um, but she's of uh, Filipino descent mm-hmm. um, and British descent, whereas Kelly Marie Tran is a Southeast Asian actress. So that might have something to do with it. Disney trying to keep true to what they're trying to preach, you know? That's fair. That's fair, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I think Disney really owes something to Kelly Marie Tran. Because this girl was bullied off of social media, like, back in, like, 2017 because of The Last Jedi. And she didn't deserve that. So I'm really excited to see her, like, come into her own here and have, like, an actual good character to play. Yeah. Because everyone was so mad at her for, the like, the horrible writing and character arc that she got in Star Wars. But it's like, that's not her fault, you know? Yeah. So I'm excited to see her in this. As a Disney princess, like that's amazing. That's that's pretty good compensation. It is. It is. Excited, 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 excited. I love hearing about what Disney's doing because we haven't had Disney content in so long. I have mm-hmm. like nothing to ingest. So just like anything that I'm getting, like fills me up the way a movie would, you know? Yeah. Also, we kind of skipped over this, but she is the daughter of a chief, which we didn't know before. Yeah. We just thought she was like a warrior. Um, when I saw that, I kind of chuckled a bit, though, because I'm like, ooh, like, quote unquote, princess. Like, yeah. She's not a princess, but she's. You but, know, you know, this article is also hard. saying that, you know, she is kind of a princess. So they're going to kind of market her like a princess. Yeah. So 
We got another Disney princess, guys. I mean, she looks like it for sure. She does. I'm interested, though, because there's no music. Yeah. And, you know, Merida has no music, but look where that's gotten (laughs) us. I saw an article. I read it, and I don't have the source with me, so I apologize. But it was basically saying, like, is Raya the Last Dragon going to be able to deliver what Brave promised? Because Brave promised this, like, you know, dramatic, like, action-packed, like adventure with like some grit um and then you know we got my mom's a bear (laughs) so i don't know we'll we'll have to wait to see the trailer but if they go the like without music like super foreboding like mysterious yeah i mean she could have a song we don't know because probably not we'll see (laughs) oh yeah by the way if you guys hear like thunder and stuff we're sorry we're just (laughs) filming during like the world's reckoning or something right now. It's the spooky it's the sp- episode. <laughs> it's your Halloween episode. Um, All right. Let's get into our steep of the day. Steep of the day. The, which is the evolution of the princess. Yes. So we kind of touched on it a little bit in our previous episode, which if you haven't listened to our Disney princess episode, highly recommend it. Um, we go through all the official princesses, including Anna and Elsa, and we rank them. Um, so that's kind of like more of our in-depth yeah. thoughts on that. But what I thought is interesting is that the archetype of the princess has kind of changed over the years, like yeah. especially through Disney. I feel like originally when the brand was created and you had, uh, it was just the first eight princesses. It was very much about the gowns and the sparkles and the crowns and the castles and yeah. all that stuff. Um, and the glitz you, and glam of being princess. Yeah, so definitely over the last couple of years, the way that Disney has been presenting their princesses has definitely changed. Yeah. In the early years of the Disney princess franchise, Mattel had a lot of the licensing rights um, in terms of like the dolls and stuff like that. And you'd be kind of hard, like hard pressed to find any Mulan or Pocahontas dolls, and they were official members at that time. Yeah. Um, so they definitely favored like certain characters, mostly the white characters. Really, Jasmine was the only princess of color that was getting any love, and yeah. even then she was extremely whitewashed. And when they did feature Mulan and um, Pocahontas, they definitely like watered them down to they'd put Mulan in her matchmaker dress, or yeah. even Pocahontas sometimes was in her um, her dress from the sequel, which I'm yeah. like, what? It's like that's so bad. <laughs> now with um, Hasbro, I think it was 2016, 2015, Hasbro took over the merchan- the merchandising rights for the dolls, um, and they focused a lot more on like the princesses' individual attributes. So they're different skill levels. For example, Belle is like beforehand she was just in her ball gown, but yeah. now they show now her she reading. reads. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of focus on that. So like whether it's archery for Merida or painting for Rapunzel or whatever it is, and it kind of gives a little bit more depth to like the older princesses too because yeah. they showcase some of their skills. So there's a little bit more. And there's, like, an even split between all the princesses now. So you'll see they, they make sure that, like, throughout, how many is it, 12 princesses they have now, I guess, um, they all get, like, an even spread of merchandising. So Mulan and Pocahontas aren't really overshadowed anymore. Yeah. Which is really good. So I think that definitely has something to do with it. But just overall, Disney's really been changing the way these princesses are being depicted. With characters like Moana and Mulan, they're, like, you know, in the forefront. And they're in, like, their, like, warrior outfits. And yeah. It's not so much about the glam. And you even see, like, some of the older princesses, like, 
Aurora showed a lot in her like briar rose outfit now. Yeah. And um, like Belle in her peasant dress and just kind of them in their different environments doing different things. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really interesting. And I feel like the, what Disney is considering a princess and like describing as a princess is changing. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, it's really cool to see because when you think about what the princess lineup looked like way back in the day is definitely like super surface level. You know, like you said, now with Hasbro, they're giving depth to these princesses. They're going into their skills and their hobbies and um, extending their wardrobes and like really giving you a scene of what they're like in their own environment, mm -hmm. which is really nice when it's before they were all just like pasted as one essentially. And yeah, like I really like the way that the princesses are changing because I feel like we're getting a lot more movies that have will continue to have these lead female heroines but is disney going to keep expanding the princess lineup i mean they're how far back are they gonna <laughs> keep putting princesses yeah. until you can't see them anymore yeah and i feel like 12 is a really nice number so it's like what what are what do they plan to do now i feel like they're trying to wean away from the princess role in order to kind of almost not stop the franchise, but keep it where it is almost. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, Moana alone joining the princess lineup was like a big thing enough. And she didn't, that didn't happen until way after her movie. And the thing is too, I have this in like our notes for sort of the next segment, but I'll bring it up here, is Moana is really interesting because she's a Disney princess. Like if you go on like the websites or whatever, she's a Disney princess. Yeah. Yet she's still being merchandised as her own thing. Like, yeah. one of the things that sparked this idea for doing the underrated heroines was Disney Store's new dolls that they've released for, like, the underrated characters, like Esmeralda and, um, like, Megara and Tinkerbell, whatever. And it's just, like, it just, like, in terms of the packaging, like, it's for the Disney princess characters, it says Disney princess and then their name, and then for the other characters, it says, like, their movie and their names, like, Frozen and, like, Elsa, right? Yeah. But Moana, it doesn't say Disney princess. So it's interesting because it's like they kind of have one foot in one pond. Mm -hmm. And one in the other. Yeah. It's like she's a princess, but she's also like, I don't know. It's interesting. Her own thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like if Raya does end up. Boom, baby. <laughs> Boom, baby. What's up, Zeus? What's going on? He's like, talk about Meg already. <laughs> This episode's featuring Zeus. Oh my gosh. So for when Raya does come out, it's like, if they put her into the princess lineup, are they also going to do the same thing with Moana where they have their, she keeps her own brand? Yeah. Or like, I don't know, maybe Moana's brand just hasn't died yet. And, mm -hmm. you know, there was a societal push for her to get into the lineup. I don't know. Because I think that's, that's kind of, I mean, it all boils down to money, right? Like, yeah. Like, really what makes a Disney princess, like, trademark Disney princess, is Disney wanting them to be a princess. Yeah. So if they're too successful, then it doesn't make sense for them to add them to the lineup, like Anna and Elsa. If they're not successful enough, it doesn't make sense for them to add to the lineup because they're going to do, because they're going to decrease the value of the other characters, right? Yeah. So it really all just like boils down to numbers. So if a character's selling really well on their own, I guess they'll just keep doing that until the numbers just fizzle out and then yeah. they need the franchise. Yeah. But yeah, it's really interesting. And I, I think too, like 
it's really cool to see the Disney princesses used to be very, um, I I'm not going to say the characters, the characters were always like fine, but in terms of how they were marketed, it was very cookie cutter. So it was like, you know, like they had like their dresses and their castles and everything. And it was kind of like a formula yeah, and like a grid you can fit every princess into. And now it seems they're kind of embracing the individuality of the princesses more. Yeah. So you can see sort of like, even with like how they're depicting like their color schemes, they're kind of going back to the original movies. Yeah. Just like their interests and stuff that we mentioned before, but it's really cool to see like certain characters kind of, uh, like, thrive in their own yeah, like, environment. in their own pond and that sort of thing, yeah. yeah. So going into our main discussion now, these underrated heroines, honestly, what is the difference between a Disney princess and a heroine? Really and truly, all these ladies are heroines, but certain ones are just given special treatment because they make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they get a crown. <laughs> It's almost Basically. like a level up, and that's their, like, <laughs> little bit of recognition. Basically, the princesses are the most iconic, recognizable characters. Like, if yeah. you're a princess, and, you know, we, we, we've both shed our light on our feelings of Merida. But, I mean, I guess she sells well because she's a Disney princess. Yeah. So if you're a princess, you know, you make lots of money. If you're a heroine, Disney, like, and you can be, I think, like, for this podcast, we can say heroine, even if they are technically a princess in their film. Yeah. We'll still consider them a heroine, just because Disney princess, like, trademark. It's, <sighs> it's kind of confusing. Because just because you're a princess in a Disney movie doesn't mean you are a Disney princess. Ilan Wee's a really good example of that. No one knows who she is. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also, Yeah. Damn, it's really sad to think that, you know, she got very minimal recognition. Was that, like, that movie's good, isn't it? Um, okay. not really. Okay, so never mind. The thing mind. is with her, actually, this is really interesting, because with Ilanwi, the interesting thing is, if you guys don't know who Ilanwi is, by the way, if you don't know who the heck we're talking about, she's the princess from the Black Cauldron. But the funny thing is, her character really, other than the source material, has no reason to be a princess. Because it never really plays into the plot mm. at all. And she's not, like, all the trademark things that you would want to market, at, like, for a Disney princess. She has, like, none of it. She's just, like, a yeah. nomad. She's just chilling. Like <laughs> She just happens cool to be a princess. That, yeah. But that's not what the role, her role in the story is. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those, like, like rare instances of Disney not, like, milking, like, yeah. an opportunity for something like that. Yeah. But I also feel like, you know, like you're saying, there's not that much <laughs> to market from her. Like, if they yeah. wanted to, they would have to switch so much stuff up. Like, her hair is scruffy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Girl's been in the dungeon for, like, months. <laughs> for one, like, her color scheme is pretty drab. Like, yeah. you know, I think it was just a safe bet to not put a lot of attention to something that isn't even that recognizable. So, yeah. Also, Anna and Elsa are not unsung. Like we mentioned before, they're not in the franchise because they make too much money. So, you know, I don't want to hear any like, we're on it, Elsa. <laughs> they are definitely not underrated. No, no, not at all. They are literally so overrated. <laughs> That's why they can't join the princess lineup. Yeah. Which is insane. Like, I feel like, what, do you think that would happen to another princess in the future? Like, I think there's it hope could. For, for, for movie to be so successful that it beats Frozen. I mean, I or think at least it gets could to happen. the point of Frozen. Yeah, because we haven't really we haven't seen anything get to that point. Yeah, 
Frozen was insane. I have no idea what, like, why. Do you think it was had to do with the time of Well, I think it's time, time it came out. Also, you have two princesses. One of them has magic powers. Yeah. It's kind of like the perfect package. Like, it has all the Disney trademarks, but it's different. Like, I could see, I mean, potentially Raya and the Last Dragon, but again, it's not a musical, and the music had a huge part in Frozen's success. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know if Raya or Sisu, 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 Sisu. whatever, we don't know if any of them are royalty or going to be considered for royalty. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I, it, it would be interesting to see. Moana came kind of close. Like, Moana was successful, but it definitely wasn't, like, the phenomenon that Frozen was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, she did well for herself. Moana did pretty well for herself. Oh, yeah. Definitely held her own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing, too, is Disney is now transitioning into an era where they're able to promote their princesses to queens. My voice, like, cracked. Promote <laughs> <laughs> the princesses to queens. <laughs> they're able to promote their princesses to queens, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Because... Really, before Elsa, all of our queen characters in Disney, for the most part, were either, like, not relevant to the plot at all or were evil. And I think that's, like, just a really dangerous connotation that, you know, girls can only be princesses. They can't be queens. Yeah. Um, And then I I just think it's cool in seeing these, like, characters lead. So you have, like, Anna, Elsa, Moana. um, Elena just got coronated, like, today, like, as we're recording this. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's literally changing the face of what a Disney princess is. Yeah. It's, you know, before it was just kind of about the appearance, the aesthetic, the the box that you fit into. But now it's like with uh, going into this depth and, you know, making them queen, showing them as leaders, showing them do things that princess, princesses weren't doing before. Like, that's nuts. That's yeah. insane. Like, Raya's a warrior. Mm-hmm. So I assume. Yeah. I think she's described as, like, a warrior. Yeah. Which is pretty dope. Yeah. So it's, like, super cool seeing Disney really go this route, and it's clearly so successful. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's really cool to shine a light on the fact that, like, these characters are important, and, like, they're, you know, you can aspire to be characters, and, like, they don't all have to be royalty, you know? And it's not all about the shiny dresses and castles and crown that's about like who you are as a person yeah and they really are focusing on that especially with like the older ones really you show them talking about like the kindness and 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 that which i think is more important than just like you know oh look it's cinderella's castle (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah you know i kind of like went through and sort of like tried to make sense of like there's so many heroines out there and like we mentioned before, the only reason, the only real reason a character isn't a Disney princess is because Disney says so. Like, they can do whatever yeah. they want. Literally, um, Disney is just plopping in new rules to just add random princesses. For, yeah. Like, like, if you make money, they'll find a way to put you in. Yeah. I mean, I still don't really understand why Merida is in there. Yeah. Like, did Brave do that well? It did decently Like, well. I don't even think it did, like, anything crazy. You know, like, average. Yeah. So why... The, why the hassle? She probably sold. I feel. Decently. I feel like Merid. She should have had her own brand. I almost feel like that devalued the princesses a little bit. <laughs> Yo, I mean, interesting thing is Merida. When you think of Merida, you don't think of her as part of like a Pixar brand. You know what I mean? Like you know, yeah. Pixar. They have like you'll see mock-ups of like all the characters together. But usually Merida's not a part of that. But She's I so kind of. I kind of feel like that's because like Disney stole her. Yeah. Because they don't even try to 
to ever push um, Brave with other Pixar movies. Like, it's so easy to forget that it is a Pixar movie because it's just always associated with Disney as opposed to Pixar. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't really fit that great in either area. Yeah, it's a black sheep. It is the black sheep. And I guess, you know, I don't know. They're playing I just like hot potato know. with it. Disney's yeah, like, they're you take like, it. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, wait, I didn't mean to make this go. Like, Ew, it touched me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Basically, like, we have, you know, our official princesses. Zeus, she's coming. She's coming, Zeus. Okay? <laughs> we'll get there. Um, I call them, I call, I have these characters that I call the unofficial, or no, this section I call the official, unofficial princesses. Mm-hmm. Anna, Elsa, and Moana, like, half, because she's, like, a princess officially, but she's, like, sort of not. Anyway, basically just they're marketed alongside princesses. Yeah. They'd be princesses. Yeah. Whatever. Our unofficial princesses, I have Esmeralda, Tinkerbell, Alice, Wendy, and Meg, because those, some of those were originally in the lineup, which we'll get to later. Um, and some of them are just like commonly merchandised or associated with princesses or have been in like some media and stuff like that. And then I have the forgotten princesses, which are Giselle, Ilanwi, Kita, Maid Marian, Jane, Nala, because people really don't, you know, I feel like there's like, people are like, yes, like Esmeralda, but like people are like, Maid Marian. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. And then animals like Marion, Nala, Ada, Dot, because they're animals. And like the reason they're not included is because, you know, you can't wear their dresses. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of sucks for the animals. They didn't ask to come out like an animal. Yeah. They're still leaders within themselves. Actually, I don't really remember Bug's life. Did Ada and Dot even do anything like uh, heroic? Uh, I don't know. I just remember Ada kind of annoyed me. But all the characters kind of do. Except for Heimlich. Um, also, I think another important one to mention is Anastasia. Because yeah. she's super interesting because her movie, the way it's animated, the way that they've set her up as a princess, her story. Like, she has a dress. She has, like, everything needed to be a Disney princess. And I think because of that, a lot of people just think like, oh, Disney movie, like, you know, Mm -hmm. but she's not, she's Fox. So sorry for those of you who thought that she would be worthy for this, but yeah, some people like when Disney was like in the process of buying Fox, they're like, oh my gosh, Anastasia is going to be a Disney princess. So like maybe they'll like market her and put out merchandising. And I'm like, I don't (laughs) think so. Like Disney didn't make that. Like... (laughs) They, yeah. yeah. Although, like, love Anastasia. We should definitely talk about her, make mm-hmm. some kind of exception. Well, I guess she's technically Disney. We, I think we should talk about fit. her. And the other one that also comes to mind is... Um, Thumbelina? Not th- well, Thumbelina. Well, I, sh- I guess. Sure, her too. Swan Lake? Yes. What's her name? Oh, Odette. Odette. Yeah. Yes. Odette, too, also kind of fits the bill. Yeah. For Disney Princess. Yeah. Also Fox? Uh, no. I don't know the company. Okay. I know the director's Richard Rich. And it's interesting because both those movies were made by other animation studios because they saw how successful Disney's formula was in the 90s. So they're like, let's do this. And I'm pretty sure, 
I think it's Thumbelina was tested with the Disney logo in front of it. Oh, really? Yeah, like for test audiences, they saw it with like the whole like Disney, like the blue castle. Yeah. And like people just like assumed it was Disney. Yeah, because they they literally follow a Disney movie. Yeah. The the formula, like it's very clear. Even the animation, you know? It's like you watch, you're like, it's a little off, but not. Yeah, there's something not quite there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still enough to like be like, okay, yeah, I believe you. Yeah. And definitely we like just listed a lot of characters. So we won't be talking about all these characters. Oh God, no. <laughs> We're kind of picking like select few that we have like a lot to say about. Yeah. So I'm sorry if we don't talk about Maid Marian, if she's your favorite, maybe we'll do a Robin Hood episode down the line. You know, let yeah. us know if that's something you want to hear. <laughs> all right. So let's get into them. Okay. Start off with Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Love Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. I kind of identify with Tinkerbell a little bit. Honestly, Tinkerbell is so iconic, and yeah. she's perfectly fine on her own. I just, I said she was, like, underrated earlier, just because I, like, blurred her in with everyone. Yeah. She's good. <laughs> yeah, she is. She originally was considered to be a princess. She was a princess. She was a princess, She yes. was, and how long was she a princess for before she got booted? Not long. I think she was a princess, like, maybe for the first two or three years. Okay. And then um, it was when... Oh, she got booted because she got her own Yeah. because Well, they franchise. felt she didn't fit because she's, like, a fairy and... Yeah. Um, she, yeah, she ended up getting her own, like, Disney Fairies franchise. Yeah. So she was well taken care of, for sure. Yeah, which took off. Yeah. Like, I think I've seen all of them. Yeah. And watched them when they came out. I was definitely too old to be watching Tinkerbell Yo, those movies. movies low-key slap, They ne- <laughs> Like, the Pirate Fairy, Secret they of the do. Wings... Oh my god, they were good. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, she's a really interesting character because she's I mean, in Tinkerbell, she's a totally different character than she's in Peter Pan. Yeah. In Peter Pan, she's like attempts to murder Wendy. Yeah, like <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's, she's a, savage. Always has an attitude, mm-hmm. like, you know, feisty, whatever, hot headed. And then yeah, in her own franchise, like they just completely rebranded her. They probably also thought she was too angry of mm-hmm. a character to be with the other princesses. Yeah. So they were like, uh, let's just switch her up a little bit. I remember being a little confused when I watched the first Tinkerbell movie, why she was so nice. But I love it. Mm-hmm. They definitely like missed out on an opportunity because I wanted to see how she met Peter. Yeah. That would have been so cool. Yeah, that could have been the finale movie. Mm-hmm. Or like she could have like some dramatic story, like why she's jaded. Yeah. They actually might even come back and do that since they're rebooting and like making sequels for and going back with all these old stuff. Yeah. So maybe. I think they're making a live action movie for her. Just for her? Yeah. Like Like, aside from the live action Peter Pan? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Well, it was announced. Like, I don't know if it's actually like getting a release date or whatever, but it's being developed. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Interesting. I think she's definitely, like, a cool character, and, like, she's iconic, yeah. I love her design. Yeah. She's really cool. Yeah, and honestly, like, an extension from her is, like, all these other fairies that are her friends. Mm -hmm. They're all recognizable fairies, too. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's because it's really cool how they did the whole thing where, like, each fairy is their own like type and then you know they took that idea and they put it on disneychannel.com or whatever and they had like the pixie hollow game oh, where you yeah. could make your own fairies of like whatever type it like they did a very good job for her 
Yeah. It's very, like, Avatar-y of, like, the wind yeah. fairy and the water fairy. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, it's, like, it was really cool. Like, I definitely think they did a good job with that. Yeah. And, like, the characters you can meet at Disney World and... Yeah. Yeah. My favorite was Silver Mist, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> she's just so cool. She's so water. majestic. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I think my least favorite was... I didn't like Fawn. Yeah, I didn't like Fawn. She either. was really They gave her her own me. movie at the end. Oh, what? Yeah, like Legend of the Never Beast or something. Oh! Yeah. I, that's the one I didn't see. Yeah. I'm like, why? Or I vaguely remember. Why did we give Fawn her own? I think Fawn was kind of popular <laughs> to some people. Yeah. I think. I feel like the most popular one, like if I were to, like it seems oh, like it would be Silver Silver Mist, Mist is not my favorite. No. Um, the purple one. Vidya? Vidya. Honestly, that's what I was going to guess. And then you said Silver Mist, and I was like, hmm. I can't, because they added Vidya after. She's not an original, right? Yeah. Well, no, they added her, so she wasn't in the books, I think. I think she, yeah, they added her in the first movie type of thing. Yeah. But she was kind of like an antagonist. Yeah, exactly. But she comes around. Yeah. Yeah, Vidya's pretty cool. Vidya's just confident, you know? She's like, yeah, like, I'm the fastest flying fairy ever. And, like, this Tinkerbell girl shows up, and she's like, mm. <laughs> Also, I love the fact that they made Tinkerbell, like, a mechanic, basically. Yeah. Like, she, like, makes, like, she tinkers. Like, that's yeah. so cool. I thought her, um, her type was kind of lame. But, yeah. <laughs> like, in hindsight, it's super cool. But, like, when you're compared to, you know, there's a light fairy, water fairy, super fast fairy. And, like, you can just make stuff. hmm Yeah. Yeah. But really cool what they did with her. Yeah. I appreciate that. I guess, like, we should talk about Wendy, too, if we're talking about Oh, yeah. I don't really have a lot to say about Wendy on her own, but she's a pretty popular character. Yeah. She's pretty iconic. Sometimes she's, like, mistaken as, like, she. you see her kind of, like, with the princesses or whatever. Yeah. To me, I just feel like she's the same voice actress as Alice, so I just kind of see her as, like, an, like an extension of Alice, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much to say about Wendy. Like, yeah. She's just kind of there. She is a classic mm-hmm. female character. So, and because the Disney princesses feature a lot of classic heroines, it's easy to, you know, put them all in the same bubble. Yeah. But, I don't know, Wendy's whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, Pierre Pen like, treated her like garbage. Let's be real. There was a lot wrong with that movie. Oh, yeah. And the characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, I'm not even going to get into Tiger Lily. Like, like we, uh, no. Literally. Yeah, definitely, like, I think um, Tinkerbell is probably one of the most, out of all the princesses, or all the heroines we're going to talk about today, Tinkerbell's probably the most well-off on her own. Just yeah. Just because she's iconic. Like, she's she's an icon. Just like how Stitch became an icon. Yeah. She is an icon as yeah. well. So I feel like her merchandise is, like, rarely in short supply. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, she's decent. She's also a staple of... Just the Disney name mm-hmm. in general. Like, you know, just seeing her fairy outline yeah. is, like, associated with the Disney logo. Yeah. So does, she's she's set. Yeah. She she's has her set. place at the table. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that she's, like, I mean, like, her, like, like original film version, I like that she's kind of, like, sassy. And, yeah. And, you know, it's, like, something a little different than having her just be this, like, doe-eyed, like, sweetheart. Yeah. And fun fact, a lot of people think that she was modeled after Marilyn Monroe, but that is false because Marilyn Monroe didn't become really a household name until after Peter Pan. Okay. Now, moving into my favorite, personally, 
Esmeralda. Esmeralda. No, I honestly, I just feel such a connection with Esmeralda. I don't really know why, but it's just been a thing. I think she's probably a Sagittarius too. Maybe a Leo. I like Leos. <laughs> so, probably is. but honestly, I, I love the Hunchback of Notre Dame so much. And then kind of seeing her character and how she fits into that movie. I think that on its own is really attractive mm-hmm. to see because, you know, it's a movie that's so like dark and drab and, you know, and then you see Esmeralda a character that literally brings this light and this like magic and mystic about the entire place. And it literally, it adds so much to the movie. It's just hard not to love her, mm-hmm. you know? And she originally was a princess too. So clearly I'm not insane. Yeah. There was some recognition there. Yeah, she actually got like quite a bit of promotion. Like she, like I'm, I'm I think she did pretty well. They just kind of pulled back because I think Disney felt that the subject matter of Hunchback of Notre Dame and her role in the story might just have been a, like a bit too mature for young audiences. Yeah. Or at least who they were trying to target at the time. I mean, fair. <laughs> but I mean, I definitely agree. Like, I think she's a great character. And I rewatched Hunchback like maybe a week ago or two weeks ago. Um, and I was kind of really like looking out for her sort yeah. of in preparation for this episode. And yeah, she's like, she, she is such a selfless character. And she just wants, like, you know, she just wants good for other people and for her yeah. people. Yeah. And I just think she's, like, a great character. And I really like her voice. Yes. And, and her her design is so pretty, too. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. Like, she's got, like, this really dark skin and, like, these bright green eyes. Yeah. And, like, the colors of her dress. The colors that she wears, she has, like, a, a couple different outfits. And every one is so bright and just, you know, voluminous and just has this magic to it. Yeah. And she can't, and literally she like, like carries with her throughout the entire movie. I think Disney would have like, if they wanted to make her a princess, they could get around it because she's like the queen of the festival of fools or whatever. Like she's like a tiara. Like, so they could be like, uh, well, uh, it work. <laughs> I wonder if they're ever going to do it. Like if they're going to reconsider her. It would it would depend. I didn't also the movie not do that well in box office. The movie did decently with money and like with merchandising. It's more just the critical reception of it. Um, Cause yeah, like I mean, I think it's a great movie, but definitely it's like a lot more mature. Yeah. Um, and just that whole like dealing with lust and um, yeah. I don't even think it's like the racism storyline because I think that's like a great thing to show kids yeah i think it's just the fact that she's you know being lusted after by this old man it's <laughs> yeah just exactly it's it's completely her her role in the story because like every princess they kind of lead their story or they're a main part of like they they're associated with the lead in a way that it kind of centers around it like it follows them a lot closer than her. It's like we're following Quasimodo when she weaves in and out as an important character. Yeah. Um, whereas most of the other princesses kind of hold their own in the story. Yeah. It's like even though Jasmine is a secondary character, secondary character to Aladdin, she's still very much like attached to him the entire time. Yeah. So I think that has something to do with it too. And Esmeralda is very very sexualized, which I know is part of the story. Um, yeah, she's like the most, is swinging around a pole. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah, I think she's probably the most out of any of the characters. Yeah. Okay, on to Megara. Megara. Okay, so 
right out of the gate. In Greek mythology, Megara was a princess. Was a princess. So I just find it very interesting that Disney was like, nah, we're not going to make her a princess in the movie. I mean, technically she is because she marries like Hercules, who's like the son of Zeus, and he's like the king of the gods in the movie. Yeah. So like you can get around it, but it's just interesting that they had like an opportunity to make someone a princess and they didn't. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me. Because um, she was never, I don't think she was ever considered, like it's not like... Um, Esmeralda or Tinkerbell or even like Jane who were like in like for like a second like yeah. she was never like really considered at yeah. all yeah that's true and she never really gets any marketing mm-hmm. like alongside the princesses like that and yeah why I think it's interesting that they didn't make Meg a princess I kind of like that they didn't um, they just kind of have her as a lead woman mm-hmm. on her own. Like, she doesn't have to be a princess. She's just... It's almost ambiguous. We don't know anything about her past. She she could be a princess, and they just didn't tell us in the movie. That's true. But but then, yeah, it's like the opportunity to make a princess, and you don't bother. I, I, I think it's because this Hercules wasn't popping enough. Yeah, it definitely wasn't And she wasn't successful. a main character. Yeah. So. I think if the movie was, like, a bigger hit at the box office then definitely we'd probably see her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, the movie, like, was was received, like, decently well. Um, so I think definitely, like, she wouldn't have the same... Um, there wouldn't be the same conflict as Esmeralda would have. Um, but yeah, definitely I think she'd, like, fit in pretty well with everyone. The only thing is she's kind of an antagonist for the majority of her film. Yeah. So her morals don't really align with the other princesses. Even though we know, like, you know, it's... Like, she does redeem person. herself. And, yeah, she is a good person. You know, the her evil motives were driven by what was originally supposed to be positive intent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, it's like she's... Not only is she kind of a villain for the first bit of the movie, but also her personality is a lot more outspoken, more sassy, more... You know, she's very pointy, like yeah. a villain, you know? She's very sarcastic, which I like, too. Yeah. I just, like, I love her design. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's amazing. <laughs> I think she's kind of, like, Hercules is kind of having, like, a little resurgence recently. Yeah. Um, so I think definitely she's kind of becoming more at the forefront. Um, even at the parks, like, you see her quite a bit. And mm-hmm. she's, like, with, like, the villains and stuff. So the chances of her becoming a princess, slim. But that doesn't mean we won't see her yeah. around, you know? The two people at Disney World that I really want to meet are Meg mm-hmm. and Gaston. Oh, yeah. Those are, like, it's the it's about the personality for me, you know? Who do mm-hmm. I want to converse with? Yeah. Meg wins in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On to Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Alice is, like, interesting because she's kind of like Tinkerbell. She's, like, a super popular, iconic character. Yeah. That she just, like, does well on her own. Yeah. You know, like, like Alice in Wonderland kind of exists in its own pocket. Sort of, like, frozen, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's understandable why she's not a princess because she's not a princess. No, at all. At all. <laughs> And she also doesn't really do anything. Yeah, like, it's more about following her around. Yeah, I think the like we're kind of dawdling through her dream. Yeah, it's more about like the setting than it is about the character. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I recently I I used to not really be a huge fan of the original Alice in Wonderland or any Alice in Wonderland. 
Um, but recently, like, I've really gotten into it. Um, and I just love the visuals. Yeah. And I love the aesthetics of it. And, yeah, I've just... It's all the different characters you meet in Wonderland. Yeah. You know, they did such a good job. I think that was... Like, one of the few movies that Disney really did a good job with with um, world building, mm-hmm. the way Pixar does. Yeah. It's just so wild and wacky, and the colors are so bold, and I love that there's just, it's mostly, like, in, in kind of, like, darkness, and then when there's color, it just, like, pops out at you. Yeah. Very yeah. interestingly animated for the time that it came out. Yes. Yeah. And she's definitely, like, an iconic character, too. Yeah. Like, everyone knows Alice, and her, her design is just instantly recognizable. But, yeah, I think you're right. Like, there's not much of a character to her, so it's understandable why she's not a princess. Yeah. I think she's definitely, like, a really curious character, and I kind of like that about her. Yeah. Um, that she's, like, kind of in this weird world, but she's not, like, you know, she's kind of like, okay, let's, like, check like, it out. Like, let's eat a cookie. Yeah. Like, let's drink this. You don't know what that is, girl. Like... <laughs> She's tripping through the whole dream. <laughs> yeah, honestly. It's one of, yeah, definitely, like, she, she is, her promotion is totally fine. Like, you can go to Hot Topic and you'll see yeah. something of her, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you'll see something of her, like, everywhere. Yeah. Dollar store, Walmart, yeah. cereal boxes. She just holds her own, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so now we can go into Jane. Jane. Um, so we were kind of debating on whether we should talk about Jane or not, but I think... I think it's worth mentioning because Jane is, you know, Tarzan is a movie that did really well. Tarzan himself is super recognizable. Mm -hmm. So Jane alone being attached to him kind of just places her at that same status that he has. So she is very recognizable. Everyone knows Tarzan and Jane. Mm -hmm. We know what she looks like. Um, She does, well, we'll get to that. Um, But the thing is, is that she was never even really considered. Wait, was she considered for a princess? She was, I think she was considered, but very briefly. Yeah, like it was kind of like a gloss over. Main thing, she looks a lot like Belle. Yeah. She looks just like Belle. So marketing wise, that wouldn't work. But also, she just doesn't really do anything mm-hmm. when you think about it. Like, the way I see it is that the whole movie is about Tarzan, and then Jane happens to stumble upon Tarzan, and then she just adds to his plot. There's nothing really that she does, you know? She doesn't, like every other princess, they do heroic actions for their dream, what they want, the purpose of their story. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have that. She doesn't want... She just meets a monkey. Well, I guess, you know, she wants to study something in the jungle. Like, learn more about apes and gorillas and that sort of thing. But that's not, like, a like a long-term I want situation, you Yeah, know? you don't really get into her head, I guess. Yeah. Um, and she's very... Yeah, like, I mean, it, it makes sense that she has to be taken care of because she's out of her environment. But she is, like, very much a damsel in distress. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things I find about Jane is, like you mentioned, she her color scheme and everything is so similar to Belle. But I feel like why are you not embracing the fact that you have this, like, jungle, like, princess, I guess? You yeah. Could say, you know, she's, like, swinging through trees at the end and stuff. Like, if they played up that aspect of the character, yeah. I think that would be really cool. And now it adds something different. Because, I mean, you know, I don't want to see another, like just like prim and proper like princess like i'd yeah. like to see jane like after the events of the film yeah and like you know that'd be cool to explore that world and stuff that would be really cool 
Granted, at that time, I don't know if that even would have been yeah. something they would consider. You know, the only princesses that they have that, you know, are relatively physical like that in their plot would be like Pocahontas and Mulan, yeah. which were the two princesses that didn't get enough spot, as much spotlight as everyone else. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And she's technically a queen because Tarzan becomes the king of the jungle after Kerchak mm. dies. Mm, that is true. So, you know, that'd be kind of cool. Disney's first queen? E- like, not evil? Yeah. Or a uh, mom? <laughs> like, yeah, like, I guess, like, Disney's first, like, main... Lead. Lead human queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now is over there, like, hey. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Put some respect on my name. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't really get much promotion. Like, I feel like Jane definitely kind of slips through the cracks more than Megara or Esmeralda. Yeah. Especially right now. Like, you know, people will, like, make fan art of, like, the heroines, but they will not really include Jane in that. No. I also feel like she's just not memorable. If you... If I were to mention Jane, you'd be like, oh, yeah, Jane too. But when you immediately think of heroines off the top of your head, Jane's not someone that pops up. Yeah, it's like, I feel like she's just more... Like, Jane, like, the literary character, is just, like, recognizable on its own. Same with Tarzan. Yeah. Um, But when you think of Tarzan, like, I think a lot of people think of, like, Disney's Tarzan, you know? Yeah. I don't know about Jane. Like, I feel like Jane just doesn't really hold her own, like you were saying. Yeah. It's not like Alice. She's just an addition to Tarzan, is how I feel. Yeah. On to Giselle. Giselle... So Giselle was originally going to be added to the lineup. Yeah. Honestly, her situation is really interesting. So she is the perfect fit for the lineup. She is cookie cutter princess. She has all the outfits. She has the, the villain, the prince, the animals, like everything is perfect. But because it's live action and they decide to put her in the lineup, they would have to pay Amy Adams for her likeness forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Realistically Until the speaking. end of time. Until the end of time. And that's a lot of money. So yeah. <laughs> that's also needless to say that probably will never happen for any live action princess mm-hmm. because that actor would need to get paid for the end of time. <laughs> yeah. And even, like, a lot of people are like, oh, well, like, why don't they use the animated version? Even if they use that, it is based off of Amy Adams. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's it's confusing. And I it kind of makes me sad because I love Giselle. And I love Enchanted. I, oh, Enchanted is so good. Yeah. To me, it's like, uh, like, I kind of put it, like, with Goofy Movie. Like, those are, like, even though they're not Disney proper, like, Disney canon, like, they're, yeah. like, honorary, you know? Yeah. And it just, like, it was so different, and I think the fact that she's, like, you know, it was kind of, like, it was really before Frozen. It was the first one to introduce the whole idea of, like, you know, the first one you meet might not be your true love. Yeah. And it's, like, a satire, but it's still, like, like, it satirizes Disney, but it still kind of, like, honors it, too. Yeah. It was just really interesting the way they did it, and also the combination of live action and animation Mm -hmm. together. I love seeing that in movies, so that was really cool to see. I remember watching it as a kid, and, it, you know, it starts off, you know, and something I noticed recently was, you know, the aspect ratio changes, mm-hmm. and I feel like I knew that before, but it was just really interesting to see it again, like, whoa, like, that is attention to detail. 
so it starts off and it's like classic Disney animation. You know, I loved it. And then all of a sudden, you know, Giselle pops out of the manhole and it's live action. And I remember like when I'm a kid, I'm kind of like, if I want to watch a cartoon, I want to watch a cartoon. And if I want to watch people on TV, I want to watch people. Like I don't want, if I'm in a cartoon mood, I don't want to suddenly watch people. Mm -hmm. So I was worried about not going to like the, not liking the movie as I watched it because of that random switch. Mm -hmm. But like, it keeps up. It's like the same energy that, you know, the animated film would have. And it's just so bright and it's funny and it just introduces you to entirely new world and concept that you it's oh my god i love it yeah it's awesome and it might like the thing too that i find interesting if i were amy adams i would be like hey disney like let's talk about this you know what i mean yeah let's because the way that it's worded i mean i'm not like i don't know all the logistics of it but the way it's worded is it almost sounds like disney was like gonna do it and then they were like oh wait we have to pay amy adams for using her likeness I don't know if it was a conversation they had with her. Yeah. If I was Amy Adams, I'd be like, okay, let's like work something out. You know what I mean? Because like you want to be a Disney princess. Like you can't. Yeah. Like, what? And like she was popping too. Like they were like merchandising her and she was in the parks and stuff like that. And then I guess when they had that epiphany, they were like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see because they're working on the sequel, Disenchanted. So it'll be interesting to see what the plot of that movie is. And if we get any Giselle like merch or if like maybe this is like a chance to rectify it i don't know do you have any ideas of what you think it could be about do you think they're gonna go like like her life with robert no i don't like, know maybe the title sounds enchanted like... told from another perspective it almost sounds like like disenchanted like sounds like obviously there has to be a problem for the movie for the plot um, it, all, it almost sounds like there's, like, a trouble in their relationship. <laughs> I really hope that's not the movie. Like, imagine they're just going to, like, court and stuff. I think that's I would love to... That's funny, because he's a divorce lawyer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think it would be really cool to see them go back to Andalasia. Mm. But, I mean, like, that's kind of, like, I guess that's kind of, like, a cheap, like, concept. Yeah. But it would be cool, like, if, we're like, I don't know, Robert, something's happening, and, like, he's becoming disenchanted, and they, like, go back, or... I don't know. I just want to see more animation. But. Yeah. That'd be cool. Or if they did like a, like a back and forth mm-hmm. in between type of thing. Go see Idina Menzel in Andalasia. Yeah. Oh my God. I wonder if she's going to come back <gasps> and they give her like a song. Well, they have to. Oh, that'd be dope. Like, I really don't understand how you have Idina Menzel in a Disney movie and not give her a song. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then finally, we have Kida. Now it's really funny because I'm looking at my notes, and the notes that we have is that she's super cool. She Which is. She, that's just the greatest way to describe her. She's yeah. super cool in terms of just who she is, how she's introduced to the story. So it's like when Atlantis first starts, like the the prologue is essentially what's happening when she was a kid, what was happening in Atlantis, blah, 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 blah. And then she doesn't show up until later. And like, she is just this like warrior princess with powers. And like, she has white hair and her design is so cool. I love her So beautiful. It's like the first, and she's a prince. She's the first princess. When did her movie come out? 2001. 2001. Okay. She's not, I would say she's, I don't want to say she's not the first princess, but she's definitely the first 
character in a Disney movie who is a princess to really be, you know, a true warrior. Because it's like, yes, you know, there's there's Mulan and Pocahontas, but it's not it's not the same. It's like with Mulan, she like was she did what she had to do because you know, of what she wanted to do for her father. Mm-hmm. And Pocahontas isn't really a warrior like that, you know? Yeah. So seeing Kida in that element, it's like, that's like Avatar vibes. Yeah. Well, I love that it's like a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Because all these other princesses come from fantasy movies for the most part. Or, yeah, like fantasy or like at least close to it. Yeah. And she's like the only one that's like a sci-fi film, which is really cool. Yeah. You know what else is really interesting is that when Atlantis was coming out, it was branded as a quote-unquote boy movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of the promotion was geared towards men. And even just the way the movie is filmed in general, it's a lot more, like, the color scheme is a lot more, like, darker tones, like, deep blues, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the princess element, they made the princess a warrior princess, and that doesn't show up until way later yeah. in the movie. So I think that has a lot to do with, you know, why was a box office bomb? Well, yeah, it was definitely like Disney was experimenting. And I think this is one of those experiments that just did not pay off very well for them. It's also super stylized, too. And I think people like me just not have associated with Disney or something. So that's yeah. very different. Yeah, she's really the only princess on our list that we talked about today that like was never, ever like considered or like close to be considered for the lineup like she was yeah. just like yeah no like yeah. <laughs> sorry girl you're not going yeah and it's ironic because i think she would fit the best out of all of them i do too and yeah she's just super cool i think there's definitely not we don't see too much of her because it's not her story yeah we don't really we see that she wants her people to like thrive again and also she becomes a queen which is dope I think mostly it's aesthetic for me, honestly. Like, <laughs> she becomes, like, a crystal and all that stuff. It's really yeah, cool. exactly. And I would love to see what the design would look like as a live-action character. Mm-hmm. The entire movie, honestly, all of Atlantis. I think they could do so much for the brand if they reinvented it now. Yeah. Maybe Kida could get some more of her well-deserved clout. Yeah. I think, like, a live-action for Atlantis would be perfect because it would really like reinvigorate it yeah and kind of give Kita another another chance <laughs> yeah and she really like i think when the movie was being released she was promoted really well yeah um and then it bombed and they were just like yeah no <laughs> goodbye i don't think so i like they're they're merchandising you know tinkerbell and esmeralda and meg and alice um even giselle's gotten like some things in the last couple of years but I do not see them doing anything for Kita anytime soon unless it like correlates with a live action film. You know, I just don't see them putting the time and effort. I agree. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so another another heroine that's also super closely associated with the princesses is Elena. And I think it's more so it has a lot to do with them creating a Latina princess. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got this Latina princess, but they give her a Disney Junior show. So that on its own devalues its brand. Yeah. Like, yes, she is a princess and she's super cool. I personally haven't watched a lot of episodes, but I know what she does. I know about the adventures, her powers, like her animal sidekicks. What even is that thing called? Oh, the uh, the spirit, the, like the spirit animal? Yeah. And then she has like the flying... Yeah, um, the yeah. flying cheetah thing. 
the Jackwins is what they're called. The, like the thing is all like, like it's like a formula that she was like, it was made, like she was made to be a Latina princess, right? So she has the castle, she has the crown, she has yeah. everything. So it feels very like formulaic. Yeah. But still, I think what like, you know, what, I mean, there is, she's special to so many people. Like I see so many people posting, so many um, people I see on Instagram, um, Latin Americans posting about Elena of Avalor and they're, she's like their favorite princess because it's representation, right? Yeah. Like it means so much to so many people. And even Disney store um, in like Disney parks and stuff, they give her um, a lot of attention. She gets like a lot of merchandise. Um, and the show actually like just ended. Like today was the last episode. Like I mentioned, she became queen or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like definitely I, I, I think it's important to people and I think it's really cool. But I think the fact that she's... A Disney Junior show, like you said, yeah, it takes away from it because it's 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 definitely not marketed towards our age group. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, definitely not at all. But it's like kind of sad because you know, these are a lot of elements that they took for her that are super cool. They could have made a, a Disney feature film with. That's what I'm saying. Like all those, all all the the building blocks for the TV show. I don't know why the pitch was to make her a Disney Junior character. Yeah. And like, you know, I think it's good to give representation to younger kids as well. But I feel like they already had Sophia the First, like, kind yeah. of targeting that. And like, you know, I don't know. Like, I know Elena of Avalor's for like an older demographic than Sophia the First. Yeah. But it kind of bums me out that they really did like a huge, like, PR stunt with it and mm-hmm. you know Disney's first Latina princess that's huge yeah and then you find out she's she's a not TV even show. really a princess yeah yeah and because she's a TV show I don't think she's ever gonna be because she doesn't have the same cultural significance exactly like we know who she is because we're Disney, Disney freaks fans. yeah <laughs> um but I don't think the average Joe knows who Elena Avalor is yeah or no Elena if you you know what I mean yeah which is sad because yeah definitely there was a lot good there so let's hope Encanto is our next yeah. Disney Latina princess. Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Putting it out there. Mm-hmm. There's magic and music. That's all that's needed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think she might be a kid, though. So oh, really? Know. Yeah. Oh. But maybe not. It just says, I think in the, the whatever the, the uh, synopsis was, it says, like, the girl doesn't have powers. So that can be any age. You know, that's funny because... You know, when you said, you know, I think she's a kid, though, and I'm kind of like, uh, it's like, I don't really want to see a kid in the Disney princess lineup. No. Either, you know, which was, you know, another one worth mentioning is Vanellope, mm-hmm. how she essentially is a princess. And the way that, you know, I'm hearing a lot of people talk about her is that she was going to be a princess if she didn't choose to be president, mm-hmm. which like, I don't know how I feel about that. It's like you're like I don't think they would have made her a Disney princess because I don't think she like doesn't they they say she's one because of Ralph Breaks the Internet yeah and like at D twenty three they were like oh Vanelli like or Vanelli Vanelli <laughs> Vanelli little pet name Vanelli Vanelli Yvonne Schweitz is like like a new Disney princess or whatever but I don't you know. you still said Vanelli did I <laughs> oh god. Been a long day. I don't think they. I mean, I think she has like a cool aesthetic with like the candy and stuff like that. Is really yeah. cool. But I don't see her being a Disney princess. No. Yeah, because even if she becomes president, they could still like work with that. Yeah. Because you have other characters that are different titles and stuff like that, and she still lives in a castle, right? So. Yeah, that's true. Also, can we talk about the fact that like her first like act is to like 
appoint herself president. <laughs> like, she wants a constitutional democracy, but she's not like, okay, let's vote for someone, guys. She's like, but I'm president. I'm president, though, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's interesting because I don't think there should be a maximum age, but I think there should be a minimum age for, like, a Disney princess and who I want to see. Yeah. Um, I think it's great that, like, with Elsa and Anna... And especially, like, with the sequel, like, you know, you see them bumped up to 21 and 24. Yeah. And I think that's great because, you know, we shouldn't be be shown, like, only prince- princesses are only, like, 19 and under. You know yeah. What I mean? And even some of these characters, too, like, they're they're a lot older. Um, like, I'm sure Meg is, like, in her late 20s. Esmeralda. Yeah. Um, so it would be cool to see, like, a character like Raya or, 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 you know, in the future to see someone, you know, maybe, like, a little bit older. Um, That's interesting. Do you think that also may have something to do with it? The fact that, you know, Esmeralda, Meg, um, Giselle, Jane, like, they're all so much older mm-hmm. than the princesses. It might. It might. Like, maybe not know. intentionally, but subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. Because definitely, like, Giselle, I think... Giselle's old. She's old. <laughs> I mean, like, it's funny because if I watched the animation, I would have assumed she's also, she's appropriate princess age, 18 or something. Yeah. But in the live action, I don't know, Amy Adams is not 18. So no, she's like maybe in her like 30s. Like yeah. So 30s. I can't assume that she's anything under 30. I'd say 25 is probably yeah, the minimum. Yeah, anything under 25. Yeah. It's interesting. Like this, there's like, there's, it's really interesting when you kind of break it down and kind of see what we've been like force fed our entire childhood yeah and with like age and the fact that all these characters are princesses and what you know the idea of a princess is and then what a queen is and it's kind of i like that disney's kind of pushing back a little bit on it yeah because i think you know you can be whatever age and go on these magical journeys exactly i think it's cool and it's great for us because we're growing old too yeah (laughs) I want to see a princess who's 23. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah. I don't want it. Like, I think also the fact that you're supposed to have every, like, you're happy, happily ever after and everything is taken care of by the time you're, like, 16. It's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, final question for today. If you could take any of these characters and add them into the Disney Princess franchise... So, you know, like, they're on, like, the cereal boxes, and they're, they'd be in, like, Ralph Breaks the Internet and shit like that. Um, who would you add? And obviously not including Honor Elsa, because <laughs> yeah. that's a given. Yeah. Um, I would add Kida. Kida? 100%. Um, because I think she's most deserving of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she brings a whole new aesthetic and level of depth to the Disney princesses or just continues to add to that. Um, Cause I think like when you look at just the way that the princesses are, they almost kind of seem like a snooty club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then once they start adding in, honestly, I want to say at like Moana, throwing Moana in there. And then I, the potential of throwing Rye in there too. Like I think characters like that are needed to show the, the, how broad a princess can be yeah you know a princess can truly be anyone and like kita just has it all yeah and i think she just she's a perfect fit okay yeah yeah i have been thinking about this probably too much about who i would add in but i think my final answer is meg mm-hmm. i think definitely she like morally has some 
work to do. Um, but I think she redeems herself in the end. And I like the fact that she, I mean, like, I love her design, her aesthetic. Yeah. I love the fact that she, yeah, it's like Greek gods and everything. That's so cool. Her, her song is great. Um, I love her, just her, her attitude and her character is different. And I kind of like having like a sarcastic, like snarky princess who's not all like rainbows and kind and, you know, not, not saying it's bad to be kind, but like, she's so is Kita. Just, I mean, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, I also like the fact that like, I mean, like Kita and like a lot of these characters, she's older Yeah. and she's kind of already had like her first love and it's kind of like picking up like, after those events mm-hmm. and kind of her, like, finding that again and, like, learning how to love, I think, is, like, really cool. And, yeah, like, Mount Olympus is dope. Like, imagine, like, the Disney princess, like, who lives on Mount Olympus or whatever. Yeah. Really cool. Well, not lives on Mount Olympus. But, yeah. That's, gonna, yeah. You know, same thing. <laughs> yeah. I just think she's really cool. she got Pegasus. She's got Hercules. she got the gods, you know. Um, she's kind of like spooky because she's like Hades <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. she's a total Scorpio. So, well, maybe not a total Scorpio. She's a Scorpio. Yeah. She's okay. so Scorpion. Lit. <laughs> You're like, yes. yes. Another one. <laughs> I would say like my personal favorite from this list is Esmeralda. And as much as I would love to put her in there, I just don't quite think she fits the bill. Yeah, I'd agree. I'm trying to, like, kind of picture, like, who I'd see, like, in, like, the lineup photo or, yeah. like, in, like, Ralph Breaks the Internet or something. Yeah. And, like, which one has the most, like, individuality that you can kind of, like, pull from, I guess. Yeah. And do you think Disney would ever retroactively add any of these characters in? Do you think it's a possibility? I don't think so. What I think is that they might extend, like, or almost create a new group of just like the leading women Mm -hmm. in disney i think they're gonna start to dismantle the princess title in the near future Mm -hmm. or maybe not near but like within the 2020s they might start to because they're already changing the narrative of what it means to be disney princess and i think soon like i i personally i can see um a future where it's just like these are like the token princesses and they just kind of like sit there as a trophy. And then beyond that, it's just going to be shooting out heroines. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Yeah. I think definitely they're just going to keep moving forward um, and not really look back. I think of all these characters, like, I mean, Tinkerbell, Alice, like we said, like they're, they're good. (laughs) Yeah. There's no need to add them. Esmeralda, I don't think they'll ever add her in. Yeah, I think I, I can see them just doing like one offs, like, you know, like maybe they'll keep merchandising them a little bit more, which yeah. would be cool to see. But I don't know if they'll ever have anything like as solid as like a franchise. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Well, that's it for our take on underrated heroines. We hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we did talking about it. Uh, please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. And or Spotify. Spotify. And Google. Google. Um, like us on Facebook. Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram. And if you would like to share your thoughts on today's episode and the topic, be sure to send us an email at spillandisteapodcast at gmail.com. Please do. We love getting emails. We do. And we need to get them to love them. So yeah. we- <laughs> That. need some please honestly can be anything like tell us i don't know 
you can email How's us your day? your day? Yeah, literally anything. You <laughs> How know? you doing? Let's um, chat. You know, tell us your thoughts on today's episode. You know, do you disagree with us? Respectfully, obviously. Let us know. Um, be sure to rate us, too, um, and leave us a review. It really helps us out. Um, share this with your friends, your family, other Disney fanatics that you know, and use the hashtag SpillIndisTea. Um, and you can also reach us individually. Where can they reach you? You can reach me at MJ on Instagram. And you can reach me at Braden Rosman on Instagram. Stream Sick. Denial. Stream Denial, please. Um, Support my boy in his music endeavors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you for tuning in, and until next time, play South Zach.